And now you're telling me someone who decides that they did want to do something upon their own life mm-hmm. is now feeling threatening to you mm-hmm. to where you have to go, Kid Rock. And shoot up. And shoot up. Cases of Bud Light. Cases. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah. How stupid. I don't think they understood how stupid it They thought that was making a statement. But you just looked wasteful and you looked like you were, it was almost like, it just reminded me of like hate crimes, right? That's what hate crimes look like. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, it was just the like point not right before. Yeah. That's the point right before you do yeah. something drastic. Mm-hmm. And for right. you to go out there with an actual, like a gun, we're already battling. Let's go. Gun, yeah. We're already battling gun <laughs> issues. And you take yeah. a gun because you hate what they did so much that you're shooting up a brand. Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of Odd Pairing. I am your co-host, Natasha, and I am with my other co-host today, Paige. Good afternoon. We're here. Yeah. (laughs) How was your Mother's Day? It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of the best I've had. Mm -hmm. Just a quality family day Mm -hmm. with my boys, Mm -hmm. doing what they love, seeing them thrive, and being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How was yours? I um, I went to, I did a resort pass. Cool. Yeah, because um, one of my friends, she always does them. And so she was like, we should do a resort pass. So we went to Seabird down oh. in uh, Oceanside. How was it? It was um, as good as they could do it. So let's just say I got a free pass for the next time. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, all right. So yeah, because, you know, I want to give them a second chance. Of course. That's how I am. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, chances are, yeah, I don't bash you until you hurt me the second time. (laughs) Mm, There you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you do this again under different circumstances, then I'll give you another try. Right. Then I'm like, (laughs) don't go there. (laughs) But as of right now, um, they, they have a great facility. Mm -hmm. It was mother's day. So it was a lot of people there. Yeah. It was, it was 3000 kids in a pool and 2000 in a hot tub. Ew. So we did not get to swim or warm up because it was like, it was funny because in the morning Mm -hmm. when I first walked out my door, sun bright, shining, I got into Oceanside and it just gloomed up super fast. And I didn't realize it because I had my shades on (laughs) and I took my, I was like, is it me or is it? I took my shade. I was like, oh shit, it's really gloomy. It's still gloomy. And it got hella cold. It did. Even at, like inland, yeah. it got like all of a sudden. I was super disappointed yeah. at that. So that didn't add to the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm giving them another chance. And I'll tell you about this. On a non-family round. weekend. On a non-family weekend. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's going to be in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah. That sounds ideal. Yeah. It's going to be in the middle of the and week. And not during summer when no. there's heavy tourists. Season. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so... You got um, some time. Yeah, so, I mean, her and I, we had good quality time while we were good. there. So that part made it, yeah. you know, 
like worthwhile. So yeah, that's what I, I was hoping to hear that like Sherlock got you something. Never. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if he would have, I can. This is the scenario I can imagine in my mind. Armando gives Sherlock something to give me to be cute, and he rips it up. Oh, I can yeah. see that happening. Yeah. So yeah, we just you know, from the heart. I know deep down inside, <laughs> he really wants to get me something, but he's not capable of handing it to me like a proper dog. No. Definitely not. He needs to age a few more years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I thought that at two years old, he would be okay, but... More mature. Whew. It's a struggle. <laughs> I see. I don't know what it's like raising kids, but I think I have a, have a slight, slight just look into the future. And I said I wanted... I said, you know what? I want my kids to just be kids. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're a little bad, I still want them to be kids. Yeah. And... God was like, I'm going to show you a little bit through your dog. See oh, you, yeah. See if you really want that. <laughs> Do you like that? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's that's how my Mother's Day went. But, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, today, we are going to be talking about a very... Uh, we're going to talk about some, some controversy that's going on. And um, before we get into that... Um, let's talk about what we're drinking. We always got to do what we what we drinking, okay? While I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So what do you have? Um, I have a Carl Strauss Aurora Hoppy Alice IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, they are an original San Diego craft brewery, kind of like kicked off the scene mm-hmm. here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they've been around since 1989. Um, and this is a, a nice... Just true West Coast style IPA, mm-hmm. true to style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won a World Beer Cup medal last year. Oh, which is like a huge success for an IPA category. Mm-hmm. There's like over 400 plus entries, and they won and they placed in the top three. So, oh. if you're out there, grab one of these Aurora Hoppy Alice to get a really good. West Coast IPA. Yeah, and the can is fabulous. Yeah. I love that can. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So I am um, on a cleanse. So I am drinking, um, what is it called? Bundaberg. And this is the peach flavor. I told him to give me a ginger beer, but he got me this, so. Oh, yeah, they had like they do have uh-huh. ginger and uh-huh. they have blood orange. They have a bunch of flavors. They're all this peaches. Peachy. That's good. Peachy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is peachy. Just peachy. Yep. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm going a little, you know, non alcoholic today, but I'll be back at it again. <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> the cleanse isn't that long. Right. <laughs> Yep, next episode, I'll be back at it again. Um, So I want to talk about um, a lot of the controversy that's going on. And when I asked you earlier about, like, where we should go in direction of the episode, Mm -hmm. this was such a great— I I don't even know why I didn't even think to, like, go in this direction. But it's such a great topic to talk about, the whole Bud Light issue, with the trans person being doing Bud Light marketing— Mm-hmm. And the Bud Light community going ape shit, 
ape shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that exa- that's exactly it. Yeah. In the worst way. Mm-hmm. And it it also took the they thought that they were trying to be forward thinkers and were backward thinkers. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild what's going on. And it's been going on for several weeks now. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be subsiding. And I think that's the thing that makes it so interesting. You know, it wasn't like a one-week type of controversy. Right. Like Bud Light is continuing to see like a decline in their sales. And, you know, that's that's huge to have that type of impact on that size of a company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw some viral videos as I was doing my research. And I saw one for uh, Fenway Park where they the Bud Light line was empty. And the other line was three miles long. Yeah. People was like, I don't care if I'm standing in line the entire game. I'm not drinking Bud Light. For what? <laughs> when you was just drinking it yesterday. And right. now all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. nasty because they've. They had marketing. Yeah, they partnered with someone. In the trans community. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So I want to take it back a little bit because right now with social media, we get to see how people react to these things, right? And And I think about when the first black person was on a major company. Mm. The first Asian person Mm -hmm. was on a major company. And that was such a big deal then that people just kind of like hush whispered it in their homes. Mm. And they probably boycotted like in the town, but they didn't, it didn't widespread. Well, communication wasn't as prevalent. Exactly. Right? There wasn't a way to, we weren't as interconnected to have things go viral Mm -hmm. in the way that they do now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so even though those companies at the time were probably losing a lot as well, but it's this catch-all that's happening with, I probably didn't feel any type of way about Budweiser until I saw how other people felt about it. Mm. And I think that that's the part that's the most disturbing to me. Yeah. It's like, you don't even- Like that ripple effect of like, oh, everyone else is doing this and everyone else thinks this way. Like people think that supporting and supporting some marketing about basically is about diversion is I mean it's about diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's mm-hmm. basically what that's the basic mm-hmm. thing about it. And we already know how people feel about that. Yeah, people are scared of it. People are <laughs> terrified. Yeah. When we're calling it something different mm-hmm. when before it was called civil rights. Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just calling it, they have a more fancy term for it now mm-hmm. in terms of less diversity. To be more inclusive. To be more <laughs> inclusive. Yeah. And instead, mm-hmm. people have taken it to where they are, oh no, what? It's a new word out here. It's a new concept. No, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. We just gave it a fancier name. And the only reason why we gave it a fancier name is because civil rights or human rights make y'all cringe a little bit. Yeah. And I don't understand it. Me neither. At all. Mm-hmm. So, today, 
I'm I'm gonna do a lot of reading today. I just want y'all to know because I I did a little research and I needed to to kind of dive deep in what is the connection, the sociology of this and the psychology of this. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's that's getting me right. So we're gonna be exploring the um, the intriguing intersection of marketing trends and inclusivity with a specific focus on Bud Light's recent marketing ad. Okay, that featured a trans person. As the adult beverage industry continues to adapt to changing consumer preferences, brands are embracing new approaches to connect with diverse audiences. Because who is but like originally audience? White male looking at women in bikinis mm-hmm. or want to see a Clydesdale go on. Don't forget the Dalmatian. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... Or with Budweiser, what was it, the frogs? Like, mm. they just wanted to see those yeah. particular things and how dare we now include everyone. Mm-hmm. How dare we do that? So um, we're going to be talking about all of this, like, groundbreaking stuff in terms of how companies, especially how it's, how it's kind of coming over into the adult beverage industry of what other companies have been doing in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been doing anyway. Yeah. It's like now everyone's kind of jumping. I don't want to say bandwagon, but it is kind of a bandwagon. Because it's like once something goes viral or is trendy, mm-hmm. people jump on it. Yep. Because I know with um, like TikTok, right? TikTok is known to to make things go viral. You put a sound on there. You put a clip from a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And it just like goes everywhere. And so now I've been noticing that a lot of commercials like Burger King or Geico, that you start hearing them use TikTok sounds. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. You see all of that now is clearly not these, on TikTok. Is <laughs> coming into these bigger brands. Wow. And it's because they're realizing that how do I get cuz it's basically how do I get to the millennials and Gen Zs? Right, because they're not watching TV. At all. Yeah. At all. Mm -hmm. They're not listening to the radio. Yeah, the accessibility to those generations, I think, is really challenging. Yeah. For companies with traditional marketing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that with coming into play of how we've now taken these trendy, you know, items or, or sounds or whatever... And we're starting to now incorporate them into people's daily lives. People love when it's just at that surface level, mm-hmm. but they are very upset now at when it gets deeper. Yeah. And I think that that piece of it is disturbing as we're in the, what are we? We're still in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. As we're in the 21st century, it's very disturbing that people are. Pretty much like, no, mm-hmm. bring make America great again, right? Yeah. When what what do you mean? Because the great America that y'all talking about was, was only great for for a, certain, a select, a very group. select demographic of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And so for this, for Bud Light to say, okay, marketing team, we need to bring in a, a different. We want to reach all. Mm-hmm. So we know right we need now. need to expand our consumer base. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
his beer in general mm -hmm. is declining. Mm -hmm. And so you need to expand your consumer base somehow, reach new markets, be inclusive of people who aren't traditionally your customer, mm -hmm. and figure out how to educate and bring those people in to buy your product. Exactly. And how do you do that? You now you get with the with the trends. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You get with what's what's coming. You show basically you go they're showing. to them versus them coming to you. Exactly. Mm hmm Because you can't get us anymore with putting an American flag on a can. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about it. Right. It needs because uh, especially with uh, millennial and Gen Zs, we're looking for the story. And Who are like you? Value driven yeah. consumers. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. We buy and support brands based on like company values and ethos and like all of those things. And if they don't align, then we're probably not buying mm -hmm. that product. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're a big force. <laughs> Huge. Huge. Because the, the, the demographic that was buying it at that age, what they, what, what's the ones before millennials? Gen X? Gen X. I think, yeah. <laughs> Gen X is at the point where they almost are now trying to go in a more healthier route. So they can't pound back your mm. Bud Lights and Millers and, and, mm -hmm. and um, Budweiser's yeah. anymore because their doctor says, you keep it up, you're going to see Jesus really soon. not good really for your soon. health. <laughs> you're going to see health. Jesus really soon. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to come in and now go for the younger generations, but also changing, which I commend them for doing that, for bringing in and doing something controversial. Yes, it cost them, unfortunately, and it shouldn't have cost them. Right. It should not have cost them. Well, and the thing is, like, it wasn't a giant or large campaign. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a nationwide, I don't know, it just, it seemed like it was this. They were reaching out and partnering um, with someone that could help engage a new audience that they weren't already reaching, mm -hmm. right? And that was the purpose of them in that partnership. But it wasn't like a Super Bowl commercial right. or something that had like, mil I don't know. It just seemed like. I hope they do do a Super Bowl commercial. I hope they double down. <laughs> I, me too. I really do because like. If we, we have to keep pounding it until it becomes acceptable. And, and let me backtrack just for a second, because I'm going to backtrack and then double down again. <laughs> <laughs> I need people to understand the backtracking for, for it real quick is when we have put different diversity groups to represent these companies, you have to keep going in order for it to be acceptable. This doesn't mean... To stay. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't mean like people are, are using it. They're thinking that they're being groomed mm. in some way and people don't understand. Or brainwashed. Or brainwashed. Yeah. And they don't understand what those particular words actually are. Right? Mm -hmm. Grooming is where someone is pretty much uh, almost almost kind of like lovely forcing you to do something, right? In terms of, it's like, a, it's like an aspect of brainwashing 
but to let you know that this is this is what you need, right? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. best groomers in the world, and this is probably I don't I don't really care how y'all take this, but the best groomers in the world from a forensic psychologist standpoint are sex offenders, right? Mm-hmm. They groom mm-hmm. kids to get to where they are. That's grooming, mm-hmm. okay? But like it's having a trans grooming. person wasn't <laughs> grooming me. I'm right. still not drinking it. But yeah. I still like that they did that. Like, that makes the company more, like, uh, a credible to me because mm-hmm. now I know that you guys are reaching out beyond your scope mm-hmm. of the white male who wants to see girls in bikinis. Girls in bikinis mm-hmm. and a damn horse go across the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. I like this where we're going. So the double down piece of it for me is that they should continue to do it because you're going to have to get used to it. Just like you got used to seeing black people on the screen, just like you got used to seeing Asians on the screen, just like you got used to seeing Hispanics on the screen, you got to get used to it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a grooming aspect, but it's letting people know we're out here. Not me, I'm not. We're out here. Mm -hmm. You need to know that this is our reality. Just because I'm not in the forefront doesn't mean that I'm not here. That I don't exist. That I don't exist. That my at reality all. doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do mm-hmm. in terms of the LGBTQRS community and then the trans community. People are now like, no, no, no. They have to stay over in the background. And I'm like, why? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. How you raise your kids at home, and this is, I've said this many times on this. On this podcast, how you raise your kids at home is what you, you, you're grooming. Mm-hmm. That's your grooming yeah. part is for you to have it at home. The inclusivity of what everyone is trying to do is now them saying, we're here mm-hmm. and we're out here. Yeah. See us the and hear us. Disappointing part is that I know that there were marketing executives for Bud Light that were put on leave after all of this. So as much as we want to see them double down on it, like you had people go on leave because of it. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah, so let's let's talk about how Bud Light doing this is basically the importance of staying relevant and appealing to diverse audiences in the competitive beverage industry. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how other companies have done this in the negative and the positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got the negative for where people are standing their ground on I'm not supporting that. And I get it. I, I also get it. Because we've gotten to the point where people are now, you can't speak your mind, but you got freedom of speech. It's the weirdest shit ever. Right? So we got, right. we have the controversy that happened with um, Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. when they came out. And they was like, mm-mm, we don't support that. Yeah. The chicken's still good. And waffle fries. Chicken was raised by Jesus himself. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can beat those nuggets, okay? They come out and they had their opinion and stood their ground on that, right? Um, 
And then we have the positive side to where during the BLM movement, which was not a political run, it was a social change. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need people to, I'm going to need y'all to correct that. Not a political run because nobody was running for president off of BLM. I'm going to need y'all to change the political. It's a social change aspect of it, just like civil rights was. Um, And these companies, all these emails were coming out with, we support Black Lives Matter and like all of these things. And it kind of made me feel now when I when I hear this 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 saddened part about the the trans um, the trans person and the backlash that they're getting off of that. I'm also looking at it like none of these companies fell when they was doing the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Because mm-hmm. it was such a political thing. Everybody thought was that. I don't remember, you know, Old Navy going down. I don't remember Nike going down. I don't remember Adidas going down for it. I don't remember any of these big brands going down. So, and that was dealing with black people who've been the America's most hated since the big, literally the beginning, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, so we're moving in the right direction. Like people were still mad, right? You still had the people that was out there that was mad. But I think that people are not connecting how the two make sense and are together, right? Because yeah. we're talking about diversity mm-hmm. with, with these companies coming out and they're speaking and they're saying, okay, black lives do matter. What's happening is unfortunate, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's keep it to letting you guys know we're supporting the black community. Bud Light did the same thing, but with trans people. Right. And for some reason, I never thought I would see the day that there's a diverse group of people that's more hated than black people. I, I never would have thought I would have seen that day. Right. And that is so unfortunate because mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, y'all are really taking this too far now. Like there y'all always has re- to be another, you know? Always. Yeah. Always. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So you don't mind if a black person living in the deep South had did an ad for this, but a white trans person, that's the part that was getting me. White trans person couldn't be accepted, canceled the whole brand. Right. I was like, what? Well, maybe it has to do with the lack of, un- obviously, the lack of understanding and education yes. around the trans community in mm-hmm. general. When you go back to the civil rights movement, like there's been years of education and social change. Yeah. And so if you- And we're still fighting for education. Still Critical fighting. Race theory. Still fighting. <laughs> yeah. It's, but there is, there's more acceptance around that type of change mm-hmm. because it's, been being worked towards Mm -hmm. for so much longer and I think for some people like the trans and gay community are still is like a newer concept a newer thing that they're trying to learn or not learn and they just don't understand and comprehend it and that's why it's more I don't know upsetting to them because they don't have that understanding like I I'm just that's the only thing I can think of is that it is because it's like, a, I don't want to say newer because it's not 
It's not new. new. It's not new. But as far as it being something that people are publicly talking about Mm -hmm. or it's like on the news all the time or it's on like it's this newer concept, Mm -hmm. I guess, or Mm -hmm. more mainstream now that is maybe it has to do with the timeline aspect. Yeah. Because it, it is coming to, and I think it goes back to the point of, like, I think people fighting for rights in this day and age is still astronomically unacceptable to me. And so when they started saying, wait, I think people are discriminating against us in these particular ways, right? Mm-hmm. And so they said that we have rights as well. Mm-hmm. just because I'm doing something different or something that you don't like and you should mind your business about. Right. That's my whole thing. You should mind your business. So <laughs> they're doing this thing. They're now um, saying, wait, we have rights. We should be in commercials. We should be on TV. We should be in movies. We're human beings. Yeah. We want people to know yeah. that this is a reality. This mm-hmm. is a real life thing. And and we're in your communities it. too. We're not all in one place. We're in everybody's communities. They've We're been living in a community. Like, yeah. It's not they've been in hiding. And they've been forced to. Yeah. And and they still want to hide them. Yeah. They still want to hide them. You're not gonna drink my beer. I guess I just don't understand where the fear comes from. I don't either. That part I am still and and I I dare for someone to come in. Please, please, because I, I wanna hear it. I dare you to come into our comments and tell us what the fear, if you're one of those people who have the fear. I want to hear it. I want to know what their fear is. And if it's I do not have a fear, level, then where is, that, where is the adverse feeling coming from? Because then you got to explain yourself. Right. And so it's not like, because I really don't understand what the... I don't either. Yeah, but... I don't want to say intimidation. Like, what is it that is so threatening or so beyond comprehension that you can't see a human being for a human being? If you're living your life and minding your business, then you're not worried about, especially if they're not harming anyone. That's when you you stop minding your business is when you Mm. start seeing people harm people, right? That's the reason why we step in when a sex, going back to a sex offender, when a sex offender is now grooming. Right. You know, and even for them to live in your neighborhood, they still have to send out a letter that they there. Right. That they can... live in a neighborhood. No one's with pitchforks or anything outside their neighborhood, right. outside their, their door right. or any of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So just as much as you want to have that inclusion, because that's inclusion, I still, you still can, you know, integrate with society, even though you've done this thing. And now you're telling me someone who decides that they did want to do something upon their own life mm-hmm. is now feeling threatening to you mm-hmm. to where you have to go, Kid Rock, and shoot up, and shoot up cases of Bud Light. Cases. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. How stupid. I don't think they understood how stupid it was. They thought they was making a statement. But you just looked wasteful and you looked like you were, it was almost like, it just reminded me of like hate crimes, right? That's what hate crimes look like. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
the, it was just the like point not right thoughtful. before. Yeah, that's the point right before you do yeah. something drastic. Mm-hmm. And for right. you to go out there with an actual, like a gun. We are already battling. Let's go. Gun, yeah. We are already battling gun <laughs> issues. And you take yeah. a gun because you hate what they did so much that you're shooting up a brand. Mm-hmm. And then people follow suit. Yeah. Like when Kanye did the whole thing with the Jewish uh, uh, debacle, and then people was out there burning their Yeezys. Do you know how much them shells cost? <laughs> Every time I look, and I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to give me a pair of Yeezys. And I look at the price, I'd be like, maybe somebody got to buy me a pair of Yeezys because I don't think I'm going to get them. And to know that you're out there burning up clothes and shoes, Mm-hmm. Because of something someone said, once again, going back, shut your mouth, but you still got freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. How do I talk through tight lips? How do I talk through tight lips? North County Daily Star is the leading source for news and community information along the 78 corridor. It's free to subscribe and it is updated daily. Look for us on your mobile device or computer at ncdailystar.com. Let me back up. Something shouldn't be said. Mm-hmm. Say that at your own house. Because I catch you outside getting these hands. <laughs> if I catch you outside saying it, you're getting these hands. Some things keep to yourself. You can still say it, just not in my presence, right? So... The same thing in terms of when someone is coming with knowledge, facts, diversity. Mm-hmm. We want to shut that up too? I don't understand. It's just progress. You know, stopping progress. <laughs> like, right? Like the whole uh, Florida governor. All the stuff he's doing, he's pretty much taking it back. If you really look at it. He's like, I am going to subtly take this back to the original constitution. Mm. All of those amendments y'all had put it out. Uh-uh. Throw that out. Uh-uh. Revised. <laughs> We're not doing that here. We're going to go back to version one. Because that made America great again. Right. was version one. Mm-hmm. Right? Not version 365, yeah. but version one. And that's what my man is doing. He's stripping it all down. Until it gets down to the bare bone basics of it. But that's happening across the country. It is. It's not unique to Florida. And it's the same thing that's, this is what I'm seeing with the controversy with the Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, like, it's so interesting that it In terms of natural human behavior, what they think should be natural human behavior. Beer. Like, it's beer. It's mm-hmm. this social drink that brings people together to i don't know like that's the that's the common denominator yeah. is the product to bring to different parts of the community together mm-hmm. and the audio and it was beer is becoming divisive like when has beer or when has alcohol been a divi- thing that brings divisiveness in a community. Like, I feel like it's almost like a first. 
in that like this it's just I feel like it's just the the envi- the social and political yeah. environment that yeah. we're in as a country. It's like even beer has sides. And that's wild. And that's I think the craziest part. Like, yeah, you can take social issues mm-hmm. and value-based issues mm-hmm. and things like that. And you can like, okay, yeah, there are sides because mm-hmm. you but beer? Mm-hmm. A beverage? Mm-hmm. Now beverages have to have sides too? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I think what that's the part that's like mind-boggling to mm-hmm. me in that, yeah, there's, there's a good side and a bad side of beer now. Like, the, the beverage that brought people together and developed countries and <laughs> developed all sorts of, and it'd be like, Created ideas and mm-hmm. and overnight and uh, yeah, literally overnight. overnight. All of a sudden, a beverage a beverage is is divisive. It's the it's the drink of trans people now. But is it? That's what that's what they made it out to be. It's not because that's the that's the part that makes it to where the beverage now has a side, right? Because once again, who was it for? Who is the clientele? Right. White male looking for girls in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare you put something else in the bikini? There you go. <laughs> How Maybe dare that's you? what they're offended by. <laughs> she didn't even have on a bikini. It was a whole like cute little dress and mm-hmm. just a couple of cans on the table. Saying no, that's what I mean. It wasn't a giant marketing campaign that had hundreds of thousand dollars behind it and all this other stuff. It was just literally trying to engage a new demographic and a new audience to a brand. And why is that so offensive? It is to them. <laughs> Enough for them to shoot up cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know... Um, I like that this is celebrated. This is this is what I like about how when Bud Light partnered um, with her and in, in allowing this like this commercial to like happen. So it it celebrates diversity, it fosters inclusivity, and challenge social norms by showcasing a gathering where people from different backgrounds can come together to enjoy life's moments. Period. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about who's drinking it, mm-hmm. who's marketing for it. It just shows it in different places. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, again, like you said, if someone wants to try to explain. I need to hear it. Let's hear it because yeah. I really don't understand it. And I commend them for stepping out. I, I, I know that we heard that like some people had to take leave because of it. That's wild. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you probably get death threats and like all this other kind of stuff. So you had to go home. That's wild that your job wasn't safe anymore. That you yeah. had to go to the house. Or that you were reprimanded. For doing you know, it? I don't know if the exact reasons, but it's like they were put on leave, the people who were involved in this influencer campaign. And it's like, was it because they weren't safe or was it because they were being they had caused so 
much turmoil within the company. They're like, okay, you guys need to get out of here and we need to regroup. Like, are they being, are, were they in trouble for right. doing what they did? Right. And it would Because be- if those people are the ones on leave, then the campaigns aren't going to keep going. Right. You know? Yeah. That outreach isn't going to keep going. Man. <clears throat> I mean, so, of course, I read that there, like, I, I saw a lot of different um, positive feedback, too, because I was like, let me get out of the negative space <laughs> and let me see, like, what the yeah, positive feedback that's a, was. Yeah. So many of the viewers applaud Bud Light's, like, inclusivity and representation of transgender individuals in an ad. The positive response came from the diverse audience, of course, including members of the LGBTQ plus community and their allies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Supporters praise Bud Light for taking a, a progressive stance, like you said, promoting acceptance and showcasing diversity in their advertising. This positive feedback contributed to a brand image among those who value inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So it was some people as much as we see shooting up cans and not standing in no lines. As much as we see that. Well, those videos went viral. That's why. <laughs> they contributed to that message. Yeah. And so, you know, we we got to see that there that there were people who, because it was a large group of people who also was like, yes, do it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and the criticism and the backlash, despite the positive reputation, but like, like ad also faced criticism and backlash. Some critics accuse the brand of tokenism. What is that? Like having a token. Oh, Tokenism. Like they're the they're the one, right? And opportunism, suggesting that the inclusion of a trans person was merely a marketing ploy to generate attention and gain social approval. So essentially, that they were using it was an an inauthentic campaign when they was being the most authentic. (laughs) Isn't that wild? Mm -hmm. They was being the most authentic of themselves. To show that we are now DEI, and look at us, including people. Yeah. And they was like, y'all being fucking fake. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're using a trans person? <laughs> You're being fake. <laughs> <laughs> These critics express skepticism about the brand's true commitment to diversity and question the authenticity of their message. Such criticisms raise concerns about the potential impact on the brand's image among those who view the the ad as disingenuous or insincere. Hmm. What? So they tried to have an educational way of saying, we don't want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) How dare you force that on me? I don't give a shit what society got. But going it wasn't on right being now. forced on them because it wasn't a national campaign. It was reaching it was with an influencer on an account that had followers and reaching that audience. Yep. It wasn't reaching the broad, broad national audience. It was a targeted audience through the yep. influencer. Mm-hmm. And because people found saw it, mm-hmm. however they did. And then reacted, that's what blew it up. Oh, yeah. Not the initial campaign. Oh, yeah. Or the initial, here's some Bud Light, talk about Bud Light. (laughs) You know, like that was 
the the introduction to the brand to yeah. a community. That's not the offensive part. It right. was like the backlash is what made it is made what it made a, it yeah. a problem. Yeah. And 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 this is my thing. I think that Bud Light, with them putting people on leave, really should, this was the time to be to show the real diversity and inclusion mm. was to stand in the front of it and talk about it. This is why we did it. Just because y'all acting like this is the reason why. Mm. It needs to be more of this. Well, I guess they're not seeing new consumers as a result of the campaign, right? Maybe I should drink one on air just so y'all know that. You need to go buy an 18-pack of Bud Light. <laughs> What's it, 24-pack? I don't know, I like 18, 24, how many are right. in there? Go buy one, support them because Hang they them they oh, are wow. they're like twenty six percent down. That's a that's a significant. That amount. is a lot. Yeah, and it's declining. Yeah, and so they're not seeing anybody come in and I don't know. And for someone as big that as void. Bud Light to have to fall from grace, do you think that the smaller ones are going to do it in now? No, no. I don't know. I actually, the small craft breweries, uh -huh. I think that they are more in touch with their community mm -hmm. and their values and who they are because they don't have national distribution and shareholders and like, yeah, there aren't these point. giant conglomerates that are like internet, like they have the ability point. to cater to their community and their customer and like have conversations and the customer has a has a much stronger and better way to understand that brand mm -hmm. because it's in it's in their neighborhood mm -hmm. that like you know who and I think that's part of the reason that craft beer was so successful with millennials oh, in the yeah. first place is oh, because yeah. there was that bridge we, we between values and the stories yep. and the connection. Yep, and so. I think that craft breweries, if if they share those values mm -hmm. of supporting the trans community, and mm -hmm. I think that they won't have any problem communicating that to their customers. Yeah, yeah. I don't a, think they're afraid. I think they double down point. on it. Yep, that's a good point. That is because that that's something that that they have the end to kind of just do it a lot quicker to to get it in the forefront, basically, mm -hmm. than the bigger brands do. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have to worry about Kid Rock shooting up their cans or bottles. Unless it's in, like, Michigan or wherever right. he lives or something. Right. You know, unless it's a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Michigan, if he doesn't live there. But <laughs> Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and, and I want to um, kind of just talk about, like, the future of it, right? We bring in... Right now, talking about like how the smaller brands can start getting in front of it and start putting it out there to where when they do become bigger, it's already something that their fans have already seen. Like we're mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. distraught about it or anything because mm -hmm. we're like, yeah, they they. I mean, it's ran by a trans person. What is yeah. that rate? You know, right? <clears throat> and so when it comes to that, and and I think that people have labeled. Big brands has been out for a very long time as though they can't pivot. They can do any future marketing. 
Mm. They can't do any of that. And so when they do do it, it's like this shocker and everybody's taken aback and thrown that this brand, like, what? when did y'all start doing that? Right. You're not so supposed to do that. Right. And so that's <laughs> when, you know, some of those people who have the criticism and the backlash saying, ah, that doesn't look authentic to me. But when did we stop letting people change their mind? When did that stop happening? Because if we could change our mind, a brand can change their mind. Too. Mm-hmm. They can say, you know mm-hmm. what, let's pivot and move in this direction. Mm-hmm. When did that become unauthentic to what it was? Right. Of them being able to say, I want to include this. I want this to be, you know, part of our well, brand. Well, I think that's why well. small brands are much more nimble. Yeah. They have the ability to do that and then communicate that change mm-hmm. with their customers or, um, you know, the new route that they're taking or oh, their yeah. new values in a much, like, because they are a much smaller operation. But mm-hmm. when you're a large company and you have different perspectives, like, across the country that you're trying and you have numbers that you're trying to reach like there's just different objectives when your company gets to a certain size and Mm -hmm. it's really unfortunate that like you're saying like they should still have the ability to change change. (laughs) or not necessarily I wouldn't even say like change but like expand expand because it's not like they were anti-trans before and then all of a sudden they're like oh here's this trans person see we we are we like inclusive them. or whatever. Like it, <laughs> it was more of like, oh, let's expand mm-hmm. our audience and see if we can reach new consumers yep. and blah, blah, blah. And so it wasn't like this drastic change, but for some of their consumers, obviously, mm-hmm. they had a concept and an identity for that brand yes. that that brand itself may not have had. But it was in, in enough consumers' brains that it offended them mm-hmm. that they tried to divert from what their understanding of the brand was. Because if I because if the brand is representing this, that represent the brand, now I'm representing that. Mm-hmm. So that means that the all the Bud Light t-shirts I have now means that I support the trans community. Right. When you're supporting the beer. Right. Period. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I I, I kind of like, you know, speaking on <clears throat> Bud Light taking that stance and using influencers to market things. And I'm saying this as a as a future <laughs> big time influencer ourselves, you know. <laughs> um, I like that they allow different influencers to kind of reach out to those to their community mm-hmm. to say that, hey you guys should try this or you guys should try that because we tried it and we love it. Right. You know, and yeah. so I think that them doing that was such a such a great future marketing way of doing it because like we said, millennials and Gen Zs aren't watching commercials anymore. I'm mm-hmm. watching my commercials on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right? If, it's not, if it doesn't come on Instagram and TikTok, I ain't seen it. A hundred percent. If I, I haven't seen it, right? So, or if it, you know, if it doesn't come in my, uh, my free Hulu package that I have from Verizon, I ain't seen it <laughs> other than that. So I think I love this new way of marketing. Unfortunately, it's now taking a more political turn to it when it shouldn't. It's a social change and not a political. Keep that in mind. It's not political. It's a social change. 
But I don't think, like, right now where we're at, like, mm -hmm. I think it's very hard for people to separate. You're either on one side or you're on the other. Like, there is no middle ground, apparently. None! Which is really scary. I can watch, <laughs> I can watch a gay or lesbian couple on a movie and not flinch. And all of a sudden, somebody come out the, somebody come out to Raptors and just be like, and just go, oh, you're a lefty. You are a liberal mm. because you stand this. And I'm like, I just like this movie. Yeah. Why does that make me like on the side? Mm -hmm. I don't think y'all know. That what relationship in the movie does not impact me as a person <laughs> in that way. I'm not intimidated by it. Because I'm looking at them as yeah. humans, two humans that are in love. That has no impact on my daily life. Um, did you watch The Last of Us? Yeah. That episode three with Nick Offerman? Loved it. Oh. Didn't know that man could be so soft. My God. Didn't know it. My God. I have not bawled my eyes out yep. like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. But that wasn't about a gay couple. No. It was about the human connection between two human beings and love like yes. it that's what it was it had yes. nothing like it made it more impactful mm -hmm. because really hadn't seen that type of relationship no nope. in that way mm -hmm. but it was like one of the most beautiful episodes or shows that i have ever seen mm -hmm. and it really had nothing to do with them as a gay couple at no, all. No. It was just this beautiful, authentic, genuine love mm -hmm. that was, I don't know, beyond powerful. Yeah, yeah, because it was a soul connection that they had. Mm -hmm. That's what the real thing was. It was mm -hmm. a soul connection that they had. And people who looked at that in a very controversial way saw the human side of it and didn't think about what the soul was doing Right. in terms of that connection mm -hmm. right yeah. so when i when i hear people take it outside of what the context is it saddens me yeah like to my core because i'm like even i mean i deal with it all the time i'm in an interracial relationship mm -hmm. it's me and a mexican mm -hmm. <laughs> doing our thing living our life right and just knowing that when we're out and about People are, are, are just, it's just strange. It's the strangest mm. looks and like all that. And I told, I remember when um, it was once when Armando was saying something about <clears throat> like, oh, you know, like, I don't like the way that somebody said when I told them I was like, I was married to a black woman or whatever. And I said, man, if you can't handle just that little piece, don't take your ass down south. Because <laughs> mm. they still haven't fully, fully accepted it. Fully, fully, like the, they tolerate it is yeah. what I would say, mm -hmm. but not really accepted it. Yeah. So when I when I see that things like that are happening and people are not looking at that, I connected with him. Not it wasn't. I wasn't looking for. It a wasn't a surface color. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a soul connection with. It us. was a bond. Yeah. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is just meat stuff. But We're why is in. that? Why is someone else's connection with another human being offensive or intimidating to, to someone else. And I don't get it. I have no idea. 
That's where I like come in the comment. Where where does that come from? Yeah. Because going back to the Bud Light thing, it's like where's the harmness? In yeah. That? yeah. With this person being, being a human being and having a soul and having a truth and and, and liking Bud Light and in liking Bud Light, a common product that brings people together. That they was buying. <laughs> they were snatching it off the shelf anyway, and now all of a sudden you mad because you see it. You mm-hmm. see them buying it. Yeah. You wanted them to just Uber and Uber Eats and. And door dash it in private? Right. Keep them in the dark. That's what they wanted. So, yeah. Um, I, I love that they took on that social responsibility and, and then having that diverse change. Um, whoever it was, commend you. High five from here. Because I, I, and I hope that more big companies stand up to it. So then that, what's going on with Bud Light, but I think, Can like, because of the reaction, big companies are afraid of doing it. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate it's and really very sad. Unfortunate. Yeah. Because there is that community and the allies that would support those companies in doing it. Mm-hmm. But the backlash can be so serious because of the way that our media covers the stories. Oh, don't they twist it? That it turns into something it shouldn't be mm-hmm. and should have never been should have never been it should yeah. have never been a big deal like that but it was and i'm kind of glad it was because i need more people to wake up i was gonna say what about the whole woke like de-woke what was that Art- yeah it said it said something about yeah <laughs> like we, uh it they won't but like to be de-woke de-woke <laughs> stab me in the face what do you And there's just like these like trigger terms that they like put in stories that say if it says woke, then well, this side it's definitely not going to support anything that has woke in it. When I don't. When think- it's like, wait, let's hear the rest of the story first, or hear the you know. And woke is a term meaning learning. Yeah, is now revealed to you. But it's That's been all it means. But it's been demonized. Yes. And if you because believe know, in that part, we know what what culture started it. We do. Yeah. It was black people. Mm-hmm. So of course it was demonized. Oh no, you're not gonna wake me up. You want to sleep, sir? I want to. I want to stay asleep. <laughs> that's that's been way more beneficial. <laughs> what? No, yeah. I think it's it's really sad that, like you're saying, it being educated or trying to learn new things That's and it. trying to expand your your understanding of the world is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And why? That's why they don't want history books because they want to dewoke these kids. <laughs> oh my god! They want to dewoke the kids. That's why they don't want them to know the real history of America. Mm-hmm. The real history of these other countries, of what so they, found of it, like, how they all crazy started. that like every state has like different history books. Yeah, I like. What do you mean? <laughs> like when I lived in, how I, is that possible? When I went to school in Louisiana, they had a, a class that you take in high school called Louisiana Purchase History, what? just about Louisiana. 
The whole Louisiana Purchase that went all the way up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just it. Mm-hmm. Just one class. Like, you had to take it mm-hmm. to know the history. Yeah. I know more history about Louisiana than any state. Well, I mean, being being raised in California, like, I think it was in fourth grade, we had to do, it was all about California missions. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's changed. But when I was learning about it, it was like, oh, the Spaniards came and they helped the Native Americans. And that's not what happened. Slaughtered them. Yeah. (laughs) We brought disease. We killed them. We put them into slavery. They built these really beautiful missions. And now everybody go do a report on it. Yeah. Like, that was not what was communicated. No. Same thing with slavery. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yes. They were whistling in the fields, enjoying themselves, singing great hymns. Oh, yeah. What was that Disney movie? What was the Disney movie? Zippity doo dah. Yeah. Zippity yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were not singing zippity doo dah. That's for they sure. They were communicating. <laughs> that's what they were. That's why they were mm-hmm. singing this beautiful music, is because they were communicating yeah. on how to free themselves mm-hmm. because they weren't allowed to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. History I, books. History books is is very. <laughs> I, I am. I'm always going to be a person that that is for them. Um, and no matter what, I think that everybody around each table at home should have a history from each type of like different cultures in the United States because we're mm-hmm. so blended. You mm-hmm. need to know about mm-hmm. all of these. Yeah. It or a question. So, yeah. What you are learning and be like, oh, is that? And encourage children to question what they're learning. What? Did the Native Americans think that was okay? No, absolutely not. Right. I didn't start learning about that until I was in college. It was like, oh, here's this alternative history book Mm -hmm. with this other perspective. And it was like, oh, there are different ways that history books are written. Yeah. And we're not all we're not all getting the same ones. And no wonder there's different perspectives and yeah. understandings across the entire country. Your daddy didn't have a friend like my daddy had. He didn't care about none of the history books. He was telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling the truth. He'll see you in there studying and you just like learning from the you you writing you writing your little report on Native the Americans. Yeah, you writing your little report. He's like, let me tell you what to really put in there. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get an L. Come on. Right. I need to pass the, the class. I gotta put what they got in here. <laughs> That's not in the book. <laughs> He's like, it's in this one. But a very young age, I yeah. knew that all of that stuff wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So, and and it, it made me a more well-rounded person too right. to know the actual history to it. But it also mm-hmm. made me not trust the authenticity of what this country was putting out. Mm. Yeah. Because then it made me question everything at that point. Like, is that how it started? Is that how that company started? Like, right. to know how Louis Vuitton started and all of that, I was like, wait. I, I don't know back. that. Oh, girl. Yeah, we got to <laughs> talk about that another time. Yeah, that blew me back. Oh. I'm scared about a purse now. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So if um, we want to encourage you guys to keep thinking, um, like, outside of what these marketing trends are doing and what are your thoughts on it, we want to know. And like I said, please answer. Those are the questions we have in terms of what is the big deal? What is, yeah. why is it disturbing? Why is it so intimidating? Please comment because we, we want to know. And I think we should follow up 
Well, I was going to say, it's not in like a combative way of like, come defend yourself. It's more of like, what is the fear there? An an eagerness to understand another opinion. Yeah. Because I definitely want to. Because I I want to understand. We are, you know, aligned in in this topic and perspective. And Mm -hmm. so, but it's important, like you said, it's like, it's important for you to hear the other side. Yeah. Because there may be something that we're not seeing mm-hmm. or not understanding, and mm-hmm. everyone's perspective matters. Yeah, you know yeah. there is. That's true. It's everyone, Freedom like you said, everyone has a voice, everybody. and everybody has the ability to express themselves. So, let like, freedom of speech continue to be free. Yeah, without being rude. Yeah, don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Because we're not reading it if it's rude. No, I can let you know that right now. But thanks, everyone. Not happening. For, (laughs) exactly. Thank you, everyone, for watching and continuing to watch us. We really appreciate these views. We do. And until next time, this is Odd Mary. Signing out. Cheers. Is it empty? It is not. It will be. Oh. Thanks for listening and watching Odd Pairing. So please subscribe, like, rate, and comment with your favorite drinking stories and curiosities about adult beverages. Cheers. I'm going to happy hour. Who's driving? I'm going to walk. <laughs>